Hey there. Namaste, hello and welcome. You're listening to Stories of India Retold and I am your storyteller Nivi with stories from India. Today I have for you another story from the Mahabharata. It is the story of Karna and it is from the Sambhava and Jatugraha Daha Parvas. In a different story, Karna would probably be a hero. Karna's story is the story of the long-lost son, the underdog, shrouded in mystery, who against all odds made it to the top because of his undeniable skills in the battlefield and also because of luck and circumstances. You can't help but root for him, but his loyalty firmly lay with the antagonists of the story, which makes you stop and think if you can be on the side of Karna and still be on the side of Dharma because we all want to be on the side of Dharma, don't we? And this is the story about Karna's birth, his parents, his friendship with Duryodhana and his enmity with the Pandavas and how he became the king of Anga. Kunti had a secret, a big one, a secret that caused her a lot of heartache. She was the mother of the three Pandavas, Yudhishthira, Bhimasena and Arjuna. But before she had these three sons for Pandu and before she had married Pandu, she had a son whom she kept a secret from the world and she continued to guard that secret close to her heart till quite late in the story of the Mahabharata. Kunti was the daughter of the chief of the Yadu tribe named Shura. Shura had promised his firstborn to his childless cousin Kunti Bhoja, who was the son of Shura's paternal aunt. Kunti, who was also called Preeta, was Shura's firstborn child and as per his promise Shura gave Preeta to Kunti Bhoja who raised her as his daughter Kunti was a smart and beautiful girl and she was Kunti Bhoja's pride and joy when she got older Kunti as the only child of the household took up various responsibilities in the running of the house part of her responsibilities included taking care of the esteemed guests that would visit the house one day, a very powerful Brahmana by the name Durvasa visited the Kunti Boja house and as usual, Kunti was put in charge of making sure that Durvasa was well taken care of. By the end of his stay, Durvasa was very pleased with Kunti's conduct and he wanted to reward her. Durvasa was able to predict that in the future, in her married life, Kunti would have trouble conceiving children. With that in mind, he called Kunti and shared with her a mantra using which he told Kunti she would be able to summon any god and they would have a son with her. It was an amazing gift and the young Kunti was curious. She wanted to try out the mantra. When she saw the sun in the bright sky, on an impulse, she used the mantra to summon the sun god Tapana or Arka. And so it happened that Kunti accidentally got pregnant with a child from the sun god and gave birth to her first son. The baby boy was beautiful. He was born with an armor on his body and with earrings on his ears. But Kunti, who was very young and unmarried, panicked. She could not let anyone find out about what she had done. And so she placed her baby boy in the river and let the current of the water carry her baby away from her. Elsewhere, a suta or charioteer named Adhirata was surprised to find a beautiful baby boy on the banks of the river. He took the baby home to his wife Radha and they decided to rear him as their son. 
Since the baby boy's body was covered with an armor and his ears were adorned with earrings, they named him Vasushena. Vasu meaning riches and here it refers to the armor and the earrings. Vasushena grew up to be a strong and talented young man. His natural armor seemed appropriate because he was most accomplished in the art of warfare and an expert in the use of all kinds of weapons. He also worshipped the sun god and would meditate under the sun for hours. He would spend so much time in the sun involved in worship and meditation that he would suffer from sunburn. He was also very generous to the brahmanas during this time and would offer them anything they asked. His dedication and generosity piqued Lord Indra's interest. Indra decided to test him. Disguised in a brahmana's garb, Indra went to see Karna, who was involved in his prayers and meditation at that time. When it was time to beg for arms, Indra asked Vasushena for the armor on his body and the earrings. Vasushena tore off the armor and his earrings without a moment's hesitation and respectfully handed them over to him. Indra was impressed. He revealed himself to Vasushena and as a token of his appreciation for the amazing act of generosity, he gifted him with a shakti or a weapon of a spiritual kind which would give Vasushena the power to kill anyone, be it humans, asuras, gandharvas, uragas, rakshasas or even the immortal gods. Thereafter, Vasushena was named Vaikartana Karna. Vaikartana meaning the son of Vikartana or the sun god, Karna meaning the ear. He was most commonly called Karna. Karna also studied under Drona, who was the preceptor of the Kauravas and Pandavas. When Drona decided to have a graduation ceremony of sorts for his students after their training was over, Karna also attended. And it was here that his mother Kunti saw her son for the first time after she had abandoned him. And it was here that his friendship and loyalty to Duryodhana was strengthened and his fortunes changed. The graduation ceremony for Drona's students was held with the blessings and patronage of the Kuru king Dhritarashtra. It was to be a chance for Drona's pupils to showcase the skills they had acquired under his tutelage. A suitable venue was picked, an auspicious time was decided upon, the announcements were made, the construction for the event began, an arena which was large enough for the students and their weapons was built. The king and the members of the court had a platform built for viewing, another one was built for the women. The royal stand was especially grand and beautiful, and the artisans used gold leaf, pearl work lattice and gemstones like the lapis lazuli. The fabulously wealthy people of the city also built very nice weaving stands for their use, and other citizens built platforms on a smaller scale. The day arrived with a lot of fanfare and festivities. A huge crowd had gathered from all over the city and they were thrilled to see the magnificently dressed members of the royal family arrive at their viewing stand. Everyone from the royal household was there, including Bhishma, Kunti, Gandhari and the others. All the preceptors of the Kuru princes were also there, including Kripa. When it was time to start, Drona, clad in all white, arrived at the arena and led the rituals to mark the beginning of the auspicious event. 
After which all his students came into the arena and performed to display the skills that they had learned and they did this according to the age of the students. It was a treat for all the spectators. The princes showed off their talents using various weapons like the bow and arrow, swords and shield. They also showed their skills with the horse and elephant. They displayed their skills on a chariot and on the ground. They were fast and agile, their movements precise, beautiful and full of grace. All in all, they mesmerized everyone gathered with their performance, their mastery of the weapons and their skills. The excitement of the crowd reached fever pitch when Bhimasena and Duryodhana came out to the arena with their clubs to fight each other. The public was clearly divided in their support for the young princes. Some rooted for Bhima, others for Duryodhana, and they were very vocal about it. Drona closely observed as the noises of the supporters buzzed through the entire crowd. He had a sense that it could lead to disaster if they let the two cousins fight. So he asked his son Ashwatthama to stop them from fighting. The crowd was disappointed, but before they got a chance to air their grievances, Drona made an announcement to distract them. Drona introduced Arjuna, praising his capabilities. Drona said with pride that Arjuna was skilled in the use of all kinds of weapons. Arjuna arrived with a golden armor, a protective guard on the arm and a thimble-like finger protector both of which were used to guard against injury from the string of the bow. The announcement got the crowd excited again and they welcomed Arjuna's arrival with cheerful shouts of praise and encouragement. The gesture of the citizens touched everyone in the royal family, especially Kunti, who couldn't help but cry tears of joy. Arjuna was magnificent. He showcased the knowledge of the use of different weapons for different elements of nature the Agneya weapons to create fire, the Varuna weapon for water, the Vayavya weapon for wind, Parjanya weapon for rain, Bhaumya weapon for earth, Parvata weapon to create mountains. He also showed the use of a weapon named Antardhana, which made things disappear. Arjuna was great atop a chariot or on the ground. He was great with a sword or a club and he was amazing with all types and sizes of arrows. Each and every one present that day could not help but be amazed at the young prince and his skills. Many a times in his career as the preceptor to the Kuru princess, Drona had specifically promised Arjuna that he would be his best pupil, and the response from the crowd that day was sort of an acknowledgement of Arjuna's position as the best warrior ever to be trained under Drona. The crowd enjoyed the show thoroughly, and now that the show had come to an end, people started to disperse from the venue. But there was a commotion near the gates which made them all stop and look. All gathered turned to look and were surprised to find a tall and magnetic young man enter the arena. He was armed with a bow and arrow and a sword. He had on a gold armor and a pair of gold earrings which glinted in the sunlight and added to his charm. It was Karna. Curious eyes followed his every move. He bowed to Drona and Kripa. Then in a deep and clear voice, he addressed Arjuna. There is no need for you to appear so pleased with yourself. My skills are much more superior to yours and I will show that to everyone gathered here today. 
The challenge issued by Karna against Arjuna so openly had the spectators on their feet. Duryodhana was the happiest with the way things were turning out. After receiving his teacher Drona's permission, Karna performed everything Arjuna did, and when he was done, everyone in the crowd was amazed by his talents. Duryodhana was among one of the first to rush to congratulate Karna. Good on you for calling out Arjuna's pride. You have my respect and friendship and you have my support when you want to defeat your enemies. Fight a duel with Arjuna. Duryodhana encouraged Karna. Arjuna's face heated up with embarrassment and anger. This was supposed to be a day where everyone celebrated his skills and talent, but instead it was turning into a spectacle. He couldn't let Karna go unchallenged. I'm sure there is a special place in the afterlife for people who show up uninvited and create a scene. I will send you there after I kill you. He threatened. Who are you calling unwelcome? Do you believe this is just for you? Karna asked. This arena is for all students and I am a student of Drona, just like you are. You waste time needlessly talking and arguing while we could settle this matter with a duel. Be ready to be decapitated by my arrows. There was no way Arjuna was turning down the challenge after that. The two young men began preparing for their duel. Arjuna was quickly surrounded by his brothers and Karna was surrounded by Duryodhana and his brothers. They entered the arena and stood facing each other. The atmosphere was thick with tension. Everyone seemed to be taking sides. Duryodhana and his brothers were rooting for Karna. Pandavas and Kripa and Bhishma were on Arjuna's side. Even the gods seemed to be taking sides. Arjuna's father Indra was watching from the skies and the god of lightning and thunder covered the sky above with thundering clouds. Karna's father, the sun god, seemed to have noticed this and in response, he shone brightly above his son, forcing the clouds above Karna to move and basking him with his bright light. The spectators could see Karna properly, but Arjuna was hidden under the darkness of the clouds. And watching all this from the viewing stands was their mother Kunti. Kunti had recognized Karna as her son from the armor and the earrings. She had been watching this situation unfold with absolute horror and the prospect of the brothers dueling against each other had her panicking. She fainted. Vidura helped her regain consciousness by sprinkling sandalwood scented water on her. Kunti wanted the duel to stop, but she could not find any solution. There was no way for her to stop the brothers from fighting without revealing more than she was ready to reveal. Bow in hand and drawn, the young men stood ready when Kripa came to the arena to announce the start of the duel. First, he introduced Arjuna as the son of Kunti and prince belonging to the Kuru lineage. Then he turned to Karna and asked him to introduce himself and reveal his parents and lineage. You can fight a duel against a prince only if you are from the royal family. The duel cannot happen if you are not. Those are the rules, Kripa stated. The crowd watched uncomfortably as Karna withered under the shame and humiliation at Kripa's words. But Duryodhana was having none of it. If Arjuna won't fight someone who is not a king, then I shall make Karna the king of Anga so that they can fight, he declared. Then and there, Karna was made king of Anga following all the appropriate rites and rituals. When the coronation was complete and Karna was officially the king of Anga, 
and emotional and grateful karna asked duryodhana how can i thank you i only need your friendship forever duryodhana responded and that was how they began an alliance that would stand the test of time in the story of the mahabharata adirata karna's father the charioteer entered the arena adirata was very emotional his eyes filled with pride and love for his son shedding tears of joy he embraced his son and placed a kiss on his forehead karna touched his father's feet to receive his blessings as the touching scene played out bhimasena who was watching them looked at the shabbily dressed adirata and recognized him as the charioteer karna was the son of the charioteer he realized you are the son of a lowly charioteer and yet you wished to fight against a prince you should know your place you don't deserve to be a king of anga either bhima ridiculed him karna was furious but duryodhana came to his defense before he could respond so what if he is a son of a charioteer a kshatriya's worth is measured by his prowess as a warrior and not his birth how many people we have amongst us whose birth isn't entirely considered typical the history of our own lineage is filled with great men whose births aren't under ideal circumstances our own teachers kripa and drona's birth stories are also mysterious that doesn't make them any less of a kshatriya even your births are not typical same is true for my friend he deserves more respect from the likes of you duryodhana stated angrily and left the arena along with karna the show was over now slowly the crowd dispersed it was an extremely entertaining event and they all had their favorites some supported arjuna while some supported karna and others supported duryodhana the members of the royal family also returned back home kunti was secretly pleased with how things turned out her sons did not fight and her poor son was made king of anga she also got to see how well her first born had turned out and she was proud that he was an extremely accomplished kshatriya not only her even yudhishthira arjuna's older brother couldn't help but think that karna was definitely the best warrior there that day the happiest of all however was duryodhana duryodhana had spent years worrying about arjuna's prowess as a warrior but now that he knew that there was someone else who was at arjuna's level and possibly even better and that someone else would be on his side it gladdened duryodhana's heart this is the story of the birth of karna how he became the son of the charioteer how he became the king of anga and the best of friends of duryodhana that is all for this episode thank you so much for listening you can email me your questions at storiesofindiaretold@gmail.com my instagram is storiesofindiaretold If you have enjoyed the stories here on this podcast please consider sharing it with your friends and family as always find the links for the podcast in the show notes i hope to see you here next time dhanyawada thank you